0: Welcome to another episode of TWSS, that's what she said with Zach and Nicole. <laughs> See, I, we had technical difficulties just like a few minutes ago and I threw it off with a new intro and I decided for this time I was going to go back, just, just keeping everybody on their toes. Oh, you were going to um, give me my name
1: back? Yes,
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you your name back.
1: I appreciate it all right well we have a really i honestly so this is the first i think only maybe the second or third episode i haven't really read the script for so i'm curious as to what you put in it and i'm assuming there's no marvel so (laughs) (laughs) sorry cassie
0: it's a fair assumption (laughs)
1: Sorry, Cassie. All right. So getting right into it. So according to Deadline, Fast and Furious 9 is tracking to earn $160 to $180 million in its international box office opening weekend. Um, I haven't done one of these in, in almost almost two years, probably. So I'm going to make my famous um guesstimation. I'm usually... I'm usually... Very good to the to the penny. Um,
0: I wouldn't say that. I'm
1: good to... Okay. Good, I'm, always good, like a, I'm always like a...
0: More or less 10 million, I would say. I
1: was going to say one to five.
0: Give or take. Five... Yeah, I would say... Five, I'll give you five. Um, five million. Give or take five million.
1: I'm going to say domestically. I'm going to say with us, it's going to be about... I forgot what I said before. I think... 90 around 90
0: 90 mil give or take. opening weekend give or take give or take 90 mil fair
1: I mean it's not it's it's gonna definitely hurt when it releases on HBO Max as well since it's universal so we'll see how it how it really does but if, it, if it's solely going into the box office I would say 90 mil but if it's since it's pretty much the first film to I believe come back to the theaters Um, I know that there are a couple out right now but yeah Fast and Furious 9 I'm going to guess 90 million and I'll throw in Cruella too because I believe Cruella comes out in the next two weeks Um, does it? it does yeah I saw that people bloggers are seeing it tonight so that means we have about a week I think it comes out next weekend Um,
0: well that changes everything
1: why does it change everything?
0: I had no idea that it was coming out so soon.
1: Cruella, I will guess I hate going lower for Disney films, but I'm going to go lower and say that box office wise it's going to earn about 40. 40 million?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think premiere access will be involved
1: in the in the numbers?
0: Yes, for Cruella I can't remember if it's going to be a premiere access it's film. It's a Premier or access not.
1: film. Um,
0: so, I 30 would, bucks.
1: I would say if they're including premiere access into the domestic box office, I would say about 55, 60. But I would say without that, it's going to be 40. Okay. That's just, that's fair. That's just my fair guesstimation. Mm hmm. This is the only time That's I'm fair. ever good with numbers. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Throwing myself under the bus. Whatever.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Um, Dear Evan Hansard trailer was released oh. yesterday. Um, thoughts?
0: If you're a fan of musicals, this is a fantastic year for cinematic adaptations of musicals. However, as much as I love the music from Dear Evan Hansen, the play, the musical is quite problematic in a way. And I'm not sure if I want to see a movie version of it. But I hear that they're taking some creative liberties with the film so hopefully some of the issues from the musical could be addressed in the film or at least uh uh, kind of skirted around you know but haven't seen the trailer yet not overly excited for it to be honest uh i think the only musical i'm excited for is in the heights but that's not to say that West Side Story couldn't blow me away or you know Dear Evan Hansen could blow me away obviously but yeah I this is a question afterwards I have uh, and I'll probably wait to you answer how you feel about Dear Evan Hansen but I have a question about this musical to cinema
1: okay. adaptation um, world.
0: But what's your what's your take on so it? So
1: I've been, okay. I don't know how you're going to take this answer. Um never seen the actual, obviously I've never seen the play, I mean the musical. I actually really haven't heard the soundtrack. Um, haven't really, I don't want to sound bad, haven't really cared to listen to the soundtrack in all honesty. Katie has, um... Like, to be honest on here i haven't really wanted yeah. to listen to it um i'm into different musicals obviously um katie has told me many times how good the the show is i have seen clips i understand the aspect of the show like i've been ex- katie has explained it to me i know what it's about like um don't really know the pro the problematic stuff that you're hinting at but i know like the gist of the show um I will say the trailer did give me chills. The trailer made me very, I don't want to say sad, but it it definitely hit, I want to say a nerve, like it hit somewhere inside me. Um, Got a little emotional watching it. I think, honestly, Julianne Moore, Ben Platt, Amy Adams, fantastic trio, fantastic actors. I love all the work that they do. Um, I liked seeing Caitlin Dever in a new, in this. She was in Last Man Standing. She was in another movie recently, too. I just can't remember what it was. Um, but it's a really good cast. I think I love, I love that Ben Platt came back for it. I love that he was the original Evan Hansen, and then now he's playing Evan Hansen in the film. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know if I'll go see it. I I want to see it, but I don't, I'm not like rushing to the theater to see it. Like I want to see In the Heights. Um, In the Heights, I, I, that's, it's really funny because In the Heights is the one show that I l- like the least. And I'm like, as a, sh- I, I don't know why. I just, I, I wasn't, I was never a fan of it. But now I I saw. <laughs> <laughs> what do you always It's going to be those lots.
0: You, you say some of the most blasphemous things. Why? Does that mean truthful? Just, you want me to laugh? Lo- it's the worst thing. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry
1: to everyone who <laughs> listens to the shit I say on here. Okay. I'm not the biggest. I'm gonna say it, I'm not the biggest fan of the musical, but I do enjoy it. I do love the show. I think it's fantastic. I love Manuel Miranda. Um, the trailer and the clip that just ca- the clip that just came out yesterday for it really turned my aspect around on the show. And and I've been wanting to see that. I've been excited for this film to come out since they announced that they were creating a live action. I think it'll change my mind a little bit on the show um and West Side Story is just West Side Story but what you always make me nervous when you laugh I have the
0: funny feeling that this adaptation is gonna make you love the musical in the heights and you're gonna go back and and yes no absolutely that's what I'm anticipating I Broadway recording I
1: think honestly I think what it is is that Katie and I love my sister to death but I think it's the fact that she would make me listen to the soundtrack every single day. And it was just the songs I wasn't really into at the time. So listening to those on repeat, I was it like, turned me away from the show. But when I saw it, we saw it at State Festival in high school and I loved it. I was the only one who thought the, the one that they presented to us, the one that we saw at State, at State Festival was fantastic. Everyone else didn't like it because of how they performed. All I'm saying is, I I think it's just a matter of perception on how you get introduced to something. Yes. So I think the fact that I had to listen to that soundtrack every single day without kind of background knowledge on it, definitely turned me the way I am with the show. But I'm excited.
0: Okay. (laughs) So my question.
1: Okay. I'm here for it.
0: I don't know how to phrase this properly, but I am, I want to say concerned, but that's not the right word. I I, I guess intrigued by the whole musical adaptation to cinema situation. And given COVID, Hmm. given the issues on Broadway right now,
1: you think it's going to um, take away sorry i'm yes. i'm jumping ahead see to your more question musicals
0: diverting to film as a format I, instead of going straight to the stage now i know there are diehard musical fans who are like never never we will never see theater adapt to the screen that far that will lose the the essence of acting on the stage But I'm a little concerned, especially considering the excitement around West Side Story as a as an adaptation, Uh, and obviously as Lin Manuel Miranda continues to create musicals and his connections with Disney. Who's to say?
1: I wouldn't be. What I will say is, I will start it off with: I would not be surprised if we got a live adaptation of Hamilton in the next ten years. I say 10. Less than that. I was going to say 5. Less than I that. was going to say 5. Less
0: than that. Less than that. No,
1: I think I don't I think
0: Less than that. I believe it's on the books already. It should be coming out in the next 2-3 years. I'm so pretty sure.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they announced it early next early next year.
0: I think they've already announced it. I could For be 100% Hamilton? wrong, but I believe I well, saw something about a Hamilton
1: well, Wicked has been in the works Movie. for almost 8 years. Wicked, they've been trying to find their um alphabet and oh my god, why am I why am I blanking on her name? Alphabet and um, what's 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 her name, Zach? Dina Menzel? No, no, no. Kristen Chenoweth's character. Glenda. Glenda. I think that they're trying to find the perfect Glenda and Alphaba. I I could be wrong, though. I, I know it was supposed to come out last year, this year, next year, but um, I think that's my biggest fear, too, is that they see how easy it is to transform these Broadway musicals into live actions, and that's what scares me, because Dear Evan Hansen, I don't think I ever would have really seen that on the stage, and now that it's becoming a, a live action musical, I'm More interested in it, which is very sad because I know how amazing this live this musical is. But I do agree with you. I think in the next few years, my biggest fear is that theater is going to die down. People are not gonna. People are gonna want to. They'd rather see it in person, or they'd rather see it on the screen.
0: Well, it's already dying.
1: Well, and that's the same thing with movie theaters, that people are getting it on their screen at home, like we discussed last year, and movie theaters, it's kind of like the same predicament. It's different,
0: though. It's different, though. And I'll tell you why it's different. It's different because, at least with movie theaters, movie theaters are supported by the younger generation and will continue to be like you will take your kids to the movie theaters as you get older. And so the act of going to the movie theaters will continue. However, a Broadway ticket is like over a hundred bucks, maybe even 200, depending on where you're sitting, you know? And then if you wanna go to Broadway, you gotta travel to New York to go to see a show, which is already money. And even if you're not doing that, if you're watching shows that come to town, majority of Broadway has been supported by the elderly community when that community eventually dies off we're not sure whether the younger community will come in to support that and if they do the the, um, the numbers is going to be considerably less compared to the older generation that has supported theatre I mean if you can look at the patrons of some of the major theatres they're elderly people and they provide a lot of money to theaters to keep theaters going i don't see young people doing that i mean let's be honest we're concerned more about rent than we are about seeing a show so which is sad that's that's where it's dying i I don't think in terms of you know people wanting to be actors on the stage is dying and i don't think the craft is dying in that way um and, and i could go on a huge tangent on this, but I'm just saying that I think the movie theatres will continue to be supported by the younger generation. I ha- I don't. I'm a little bit hesitant to believe that the younger generation will support theatre in the same way. And so I I see a pipeline developing where you'll have a show you'll have a short Broadway run and then automatically get picked up by a major studio and turned into a movie and i see that being the way forward i think and i also think considering with hamilton i think hamilton's disney plus release kind of revitalized the show a lot more Mm -hmm. and brought people back to listening to the soundtrack and investing in the uh, in the musical itself so it could work that way where you see the movie, then you realize the movie is actually a, a musical that's currently being shown, and then you go back. Maybe it works in reverse rather than the way it has been intended to, but yes, I think that's where my head is at. I'm, I'm quite scared about the future in that way.
1: <clears throat> no, I am too, and I think, as sad as it is, like it was very popular back in the day for us back in 2012 2013 we would listen to the shows we'd go to the Kravis center we'd go see the like legwork playhouse just everything local playhouses and i would be devastated if i couldn't see like i know wicked came one year little women and so it's definitely i mean COVID has definitely shaken a lot of things it's definitely um opened a lot of people's eyes it's 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 just done a lot of Damage, and I think whatever happens next with everything, with with movie theaters, with live actions, with Broadway shows, everything is just going to have to go one step at a time. Broadway just started opening up; certain shows just started opening up their theaters again, which is amazing. But who knows if they're going to if they're going to make the money to stay open? Who knows? I know a lot of shows closed because of their show wasn't making. The money that they were supposed to be i know frozen ended up closing i think after a year anastasia
0: it's not even just that it's also actors getting paid
1: yeah and it's crew, crew getting paid. it's stagehands, yeah it's, it, yeah it's everything it's you stage know it's manager. hard to be
0: it's hard to be an actor on unemployment you know to be
1: an actor in general How unless you have unless you have but, like the right. fat. and i hate to say this because as a former actress like it's it with high school theater it's hard it's hard to always I'm in it but you have to have the it factor you have to have what they're looking for you have to be in most cases a triple threat you have to show them what you got what what you can do it's and it sucks but I mean I've been told many times oh you can't you can't sing well no shit I'm trying (laughs) Not gonna lie, I scared a director once yeah. with my singing.
0: <laughs> it requires a large investment up front. It does. It requires both financially and and mentally and spiritually. Sometimes but, you're on stage for like um, eight
1: days in a row. Sometimes you have to perform two to three shows a day. You have yeah. to and it's it's hard and honestly props to those who did stay on Broadway as long as they did. Like the legend Sutton Foster, Idina Menzel. Um, Kristen Chenoweth, Jeremy Jordan, all of them. It's it's, and now they have families, and it's it's hard. That's a, that's also a and, hard one to have. And Covid, to, yeah. yeah.
0: Covid hit a huge made a huge dent in that. Is like, how are you going to support your family when you can't do the thing that you've been doing it's for called, years? It's called you know
1: knowing how to make so. money. Um. According to the Ronin, Mark Millar is that Millar? Miller. I think it's Miller. Miller. I'm just gonna say Miller announces Oscar winner, Emerald Fennel, is writing a nemesis movie for Warner Bros. Fascinating.
0: So I saw this and a bunch of people went crazy with the idea of a nemesis movie.
1: What is, are we talking about? Like arch nemesis, or like an actual like
0: no, like the character nemesis. Oh, is that DC?
1: Character? I'm not familiar
0: with the character nemesis, but I will say I'm excited for the people who are excited. However, let's also consider that DC is in shambles. Walter Hamada is. I have strong words, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. Anyway, do you have faith in this team to? produce this film properly. Yes, you have a fantastic writer who just won an Oscar for Promising Young Wo- Woman, which was a fantastic film. Um, there are some... Some people have issues with that film. However, you have a great writer, but is do you think the material is in the right hands? And that's the question I pose to DC fans. Yes, the idea, the concept, <laughs> the the possibility is incredible however you still have the same people in charge do you think you're gonna get a great final product and we'll just let that sit and marinate because that's what it is
1: that goes out to my dc people because i'm just gonna leave that one there for them Oh, we do have one. According to MCU Direct, Dane DeHan says that he would like to start in a new franchise instead of returning as Green Goblin for Spider-Man. Now, I'm assuming, assuming, because I did see this the other day, that he was the young Green Goblin in the Amazing Spider-Man series. He was good. I don't know what... I I don't want to laugh, but... (laughs) the hell did they do to his Green Goblin character like that was all kinds of messed up William Defoe had it a fantastic William Defoe is the OG fantastic Green Goblin actor but literally why did they do that to hit this guy's character like that was the first question I posed when I watched it because I was like um they're t- they- I thought they were trying too hard But I also love the amazing Spider Man. I still think. (laughs) Don't worry, I get it. Apparently, I have. (laughs) Not that I'm surprised, but I have really bad taste in this kind of stuff. (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it at that. (laughs) I didn't even drink wine tonight, and I'm just. (laughs) yes
0: i don't know how to feel about this one uh because
1: i think that's him saying i literally think that's him saying that he did not enjoy the franchise he was only in one film probably would have been in the third film if they had actually created it i think he's trying to slip back into like the actual mcu and he's trying to like Obviously, he's trying to slip back in, but he's trying, he's putting it out there. Oh, I would like to, what?
0: That's how you took it?
1: I took it as that he wants to start in a, why, or what?
0: (laughs) I did not take it that way at all.
1: Okay, how'd you take it? I
0: took it like, get me the hell out of here. I do not want to do anything Oh, with, with this. Marvel! I want to do my own thing. Yeah, oh, I, want to do my own I took thing. it as find he a wants a different franchise. Oh no,
1: I took it as he wants to be find in a different, a different like franchise. he wants to be in like X Men or something.
0: Nah, I I I felt it was like I am not in any of the whole Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. Everyone thinks I'm gonna be in. Get me the f out of here! I okay. am not doing.
1: No, that's fair. I'm I'm we interpreted that. two different. But find ways. me another franchise <laughs>
0: to be a part of. That's what I took it he as. He would be
1: the first person I would know from Marvel that went over to DC. <laughs> if he, w- I mean, who knows? If he wants to like do a DC franchise, or if he wants to do like any kind of other well, franchise. I, you know,
0: I've heard that Henry Cavill has been approached from oh, Marvel about yes. a Marvel idea. So we brought this up last episode that, too, so. and
1: I would with love Hercules. Hercules. There was another person. I forgot who else the the rumor is, but um. That actually poses my final question later on for you, since you haven't seen it yet. Um, Any more thoughts on Dane DeHaan?
0: No. Let's roll on through.
1: All right. So according to the Diz Insider, Thora Birch teases involvement in Hocus Pocus 2. Birch was in the first film. She tweets, 2022 will be marvelous.
0: That's the only reason I'm excited for Halloween. (laughs) I gotta be honest; like, I was never really a Halloween person as a kid. I love Halloween, but Halloween movies are my weakness. I freaking love them, and Hocus Pocus. It's it's top two, and it's not two. So,
1: I my my biggest fear though going into Hocus Pocus Two is that we're putting so much hype on it that it's just going to be a letdown. And that's with a bunch of these films coming out that we're hyping up in the Heights. We're hyping up West Side Story. And I'm just hoping that Hocus Pocus 2 is something that the fans have wanted. And that it's something that they can deliver to those fans. What?
0: Why do you think it's going to be a letdown?
1: I don't think it's going to be a letdown. I just... I. Okay, kind of like, and I hate that I'm gonna say it like kind of like with casting announcements towards franchises. There's so much hype around it that when it finally happens and people aren't getting the correct ca- correct actors or anyone that they want, it's such a it's it's.
0: <laughs> Who else do we want? The original three look like they're coming back. I know. All of them. No, what I'm saying Birch is... Birch looks like she's coming back. Why, what? Who do we want? Who, no, how is I'm... This,
1: how, how
0: is it going to screw up? That's what I'm trying to get to. It's like, how is this going to screw up? I don't oh, know. Disney no. has more money than they ever did when they made Hocus Pocus I'm Hocus Hocus just, 2. I'm putting
1: it out the there. The technology's
0: 10,000 times better, so they can make the movie probably I'm 10 times faster. I'm it out there,
1: Zach, that I'm just hoping oh. it's not... I'm hoping... Okay, you know what? Scratch that. Rewind it. I'm excited. I'm not. I. I'm. I'm. I'm bowing out of that one. I dug my own grave for that. I understand. Well,
0: that's like saying if they were gonna remake Pinocchio as another cartoon, you are like, I hope it's as good as the original. Like it, freaking should be. Like we have everything in place to make it as good as, even better than the original.
1: Wow,
0: why would you think we
1: couldn't do that? I don't know. I was just trying to, I was trying to set my opinion out there and you attacked me. I was just saying, I hope it gives the fans what they've been looking for, for a Hocus Pocus 2 for, what, 20 years now? (laughs) We didn't even
0: expect to get one. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like this was highly anticipated by fans. Like Avatar 2. on the docket. Oh my God. It's like like Avatar Avatar 2. It is not like Avatar (laughs) 2. We didn't know we were gonna get this, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we might do a Hocus Pocus sequel." And we We're like, "What?
1: Yeah, like, you know what? How could it I go wrong?" I dug my own grave. I understand. It,
0: the only way it goes wrong, the only way it goes wrong, is if they deliver a subpar project.
1: That's my. That's, that's my fear. That is wrong. my fear.
0: I don't. I don't think, think it's so either. A project
1: anyways i think
0: the story could suck potentially the story could suck because let's be honest the story in the original was not that tight was not water you know it, it okay? took me but
1: <laughs> it took me 25 years to, or not even 25 years i'm gonna say 20 years because i watched it when i was like five um,
0: but it could be fantastic
1: you know, so, it took me we don't know took me twenty years to realize the storyline of it was a virgin lighting the candle. And I was like, why doesn't that girl just light the candle? <laughs> then I realized I was I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> Good job, Disney, sliding that right under for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> I sometimes I just I wonder, okay. All right,
0: you and me both.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Ugh, this discussion. I'm, I'm excited. All right. <clears throat> I have been rewatching the series since uh, since we last talked. I'm on season four now. Uh-huh. What would you do if the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon ends just as poorly as the original series? Martin and Ryan Kondo will serve as showrunners for this series. i thought long and hard about you this. Go first. Yes, I've thought long yeah. and hard about this because I was... I was very fortunate to have the, f- the series finale come out almost exactly to the year of when... Or no. Yeah. I think it was like, I finished the series in the summer of 2018 and the series finale happened in like... April of 2019 um so as I was just telling Zach before the episode started I'm re-watching now because I binge watched the entire series in three weeks um honestly the only thing I have to say with the se- I, I'm gonna go back to the series finale and just say that there was so much hype around it that's what killed it there was so much hype I don't know if this is how you felt, but every episode I was I was like, okay, I think they they promoted a huge battle episode, which was episode three, if I'm not mistaken. Episode three or four, I think, was the big battle. And they hyped it up. I said, Well crap. I said, Sansa's is dying. I see I saw four major characters dying. In that battle alone, and then I saw like maybe a couple more dying throughout the series, throughout the season. None of that happened. I was I was more disappointed with the with the lack of main character deaths because they promoted it. I genuinely I I talked about this with my friend Jessica. I said genuinely, I didn't want my favorite characters to die. Like I didn't want them to be killed off. But that was what I was anticipating because I was like, okay, they're gonna get really cool send-offs. None that happened. Um, so going into the question, I would say I would, I would like to ask for those, however long it, it goes on for, I would like to ask for all those years back plus the, the eighth season um, of my life back because I binge watched one through seven Literally in three weeks, because I was so attuned to the show. Um, I wouldn't be pissed, but I would just be like, okay, I've already been through this before. I understand heartbreak. That's it? I have more to say, but I don't want to go on.
0: Dude, the question is, what would you do? Like, what what would you do? Like, how would you react? You would just be like, oh, okay, Cool.
1: I would be. I I genuinely. I I've I've been thinking about this since we've posed this question to each other last week. Um, I I think it's just I'd be disappointed. I would be. I I hope that they learn from this the the mistake. That's genuinely what I hope. I hope they would learn from the mistake of what. The fucking showrunners did for Game of Thrones, or the writers. The writers even said in an in an interview, they hid out on an island and turned off their phones because they knew that they messed up. So I think I would just be disappointed in the fact that we are getting the same ending, the same sucky ending. I mean, it, it was more of the anticipation. And I think that everyone is anticipating this show, and I just hope the the show in general doesn't suck. Like I don't think it will because watch rewatching this the show back. I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I know watching the show back, I'm like okay. It it's just it's hitting a lot differently than it did the first time. Like I'm I'm, I'm honestly and I will admit I am loving Cersei way more this round. Like how you said you liked her.
0: thought she was incredible the whole time.
1: I am loving her way more this show because I'm watching. I'm like actually analyzing everyone and I'm just like, you know what? Cersei's a badass. Cersei's just watching out for her family. She's not letting these people get to her. She's doing what she needs to do to survive. Like the only thing is that she's just, she's genius. That's it. People just hate her because she's smart. But anyways, so what, what would you do if the ending sucked? Posing the question to you.
0: I guess I'd probably be disappointed because I didn't think the first season ended that badly. I know. Again, let me preface. I I watched it late. Um, I was trying to catch up when the season finale was out. I was probably on season six, so I was like racing to get there with everybody else. And eventually, I just gave up because did you start it over or
1: did you you started it over?
0: Yeah, so I watched maybe like three, I stopped, started again from one to six, on my second run, and then I just finished, I picked up from six through to end of eight, maybe like, what, three or four months ago? Three months ago?
1: Yeah.
0: I wanna say. Uh, so I didn't think the ending was that bad. I know a lot of people had a lot of choice words to say Nicole included or with the finale I didn't think it was all that bad so I'll be disappointed because I think there's a lot of good going for the series just from the from the surface I mean we're dealing with House Targaryen which is probably the most interesting house Mm-hmm. considering Daenerys and that whole lineage situation. Plus we're getting dragons again, so plus. Um and Matt Smith. We're dealing with a pre No, that's a that's a con.
1: <laughs> I it's you. a huge con. I love anyway.
0: Him. Um, great cast as well. Yes. We're dealing with a prequel, so you can really say anything and do anything as long as it kind of connects to the original story and I think fans will get a kick out of being like oh I remember that that was in okay I see how everything connects maybe we'll on.
1: get a lead up to the Starks
0: yes I think the only thing that is going to damage the show is going to be fan theories yeah I think that's what damaged the first one I think people either they read the book and had expectations of what they were going to see or had not read the book and just felt like oh i i'm guessing what could happen or a cool way to end this you know and you have people who kind of wrote endings and were like this is what i would love and people like oh yeah i love that ending and so you now built up an expectation that that's what you're going to see a la the way nicole predicts marvel tv shows so That's the only way I believe it's going to end badly. But outside of that, I think it's going to be an interesting run. We have one season it looks like so far, could extend to two. Um, And honestly, I'd kind of be interested to see how the various houses kind of formed. Yeah. And and see that aspect. So there's a lot of ideas to spin off to different shows. But yeah, I think the only way it ends badly is fan theories. I think if people take it too seriously, I think it could, it could get troublesome. Plus, again, also different showrunners as well, different writers. So that's another plus for the show as well.
1: I think, and spoiler alert, because it's been out for almost two years now, um, with the series finale of Game of Thrones, when I catch up to it, I'm gonna really analyze the last two seasons because season seven ends. I thought that it ended on not even. I'm gonna say it ended well, like not to the not to the point that it's when the White Walkers are walking towards. I think I I don't really remember season seven finale, but I know something with like the White Walkers were finally like getting closer. To
0: I think they destroyed the wall.
1: I think so. With oh, In with the season dragon. Seven. So, yes, wasn't really like say. a too bad of a cliffhanger because I was able in my head I was like you know what I can wait a year, that's fine. Um, I think season eight was just such a letdown because people had so many high expectations, and I, I truly don't know if it was the actors who were done with it or George R R, R. Martin or the showrun. I don't I don't I've never really read very into this last season. Go ahead.
0: Well, George said that he he could have Yeah, he could have gone on. Kept t- it going. 12 he, 13. He, he, yes. yes. So, I, think, I don't think he has anything to do with George. I think it could be actors got tired of playing the same roles and it could be showrunners were like, "Hey, Well, I like,
1: know Kit Harrington. If we don't
0: end it now, if we don't kill it, then we'll be on this forever and
1: Well, I know Kit Harrington had just gotten married. He was trying to start a family with um his wife who plays Ingrid. I don't remember. I think her name is like Leslie. I don't truly remember, but I know Amelia Clark was starting to get into more um, movies and Sophie Turner was becoming more known, and so was Maisie Williams and Peter English. So I think at that point, maybe they were just all done. I haven't really read too much into why season eight was ended the way it was, but um, also the showrunners could have just been like, you know what, let's just end it. Let's just write like a half assed script. Um, but. I think it was just such a letdown because people had so many theories, so many hopes. They, The big battle we knew was coming, winter is coming. We knew that that was going to happen. So I think it was just a mix of everything. And it got to people's heads and people were just like, you know what? This is what we're theorizing. Um, Finale-wise, I think it's just not what people expected because I know I... Theorized that it was gonna be Jon Snow on the Iron Thor- on the Iron Throne, or it was gonna be Arya because I knew Sansa wanted to be Queen of the North. But again, we'll see how this prequel goes. I think it's gonna. I I hope that there's not too much expectation around it, but I'm interested to see where they go. The characters will meet. I hope they don't kill Matt Smith off that quickly. We'll see, we'll see. Um. Any? Actually, I did have a question for you because I was curious about this.
0: Oh no! I actually
1: wrote this in. Oh, no. I wrote this in the uh, in a different script. Um. Okay. Okay. But any more fun, Any more thoughts on everything we talked? No, nah, Hit me with a question. All right. I'm done. Hit me with a question. You're gonna hate me, but whatever.
0: I already do. What? What? <laughs> what did you write? <laughs>
1: If you had to fan cast anyone, oh god, anyone, and I'm putting you right on the spot. If you had to fan cast anyone besides John Krasinski or Emily Blunt for Fantastic Four, who would it be?
0: Oh, stop it.
1: I'm curious. It.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not doing yes, this. Yes, you are. I'm not doing this.
1: Reed Richards, go.
0: Not doing yes, it. Yes, you are. I'm not doing this with You're you. You're gonna do it for me. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm not succumbing to the machine that is fan casting. I will not. I will not succumb. I'm not doing this. But <laughs> all seriousness, all seriousness, yes. right? I honestly have not thought about it. All seriousness. I, I, I haven't, couldn't care less.
1: I actually, right before, because I meant to, I've been meaning to Google search actors who I thought could potentially be. Reed Richards or A. Sue Storm. Um, I actually looked at actors in their 30s and actors in their 20s and, and vice versa. Um, there were two actors who I who I am, I will say, and I, I want to hear your reaction on this because I don't know how you... I, I don't know. Um, two actors who I thought could be great in the MCU. I know one of them has already done projects, but um, first, Nicholas Holt, who did play Beast, um, we've already seen him play a genius. I think it would be a great, oh my God, not a rebound, but it, it, it would be a good second chance for him. He's always kind of been a supporting character. And then the other one, I, I know, Dylan know O'Brien. Brian. But I don't think he's kind of... I don't think he's Reed Richards' potential. And then an act... Go ahead.
0: You want to go older? Yeah. Well,
1: Dylan O'Brien's 29. Older. So you want to go like mid-30s? 40. 40? Oh, is that what we talked about last week?
0: I think you want to go older. I think you want to go older. Honestly. I think you need a mature mm. actor. To, to have that kind of gravitas that kind of weight to the role um again my thing is i think it should be let's make sure we cast a great sue storm oh, yeah. um because i think her storyline gets overlooked a lot
1: but see they also give you like everyone's a so focused
0: of- on mr fantastic but I honestly think the hard ones are the human torch and the thing. I think those two are tough.
1: And again, I just had to throw that question out there. Cause I, I, I thought about that today, actually. I thought about it for the past maybe two days. Because um, I'm like, who else? Not that I'm stressing about it, but... I, I just think it'd be an interest... It's, I'm interested at this point as to who they do get. Um, an actress I looked at, but you're going to say I think she's too young. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy. For Sue Storm? Yeah. she's kind of She's been a lot on the radar recently. No. No, nah, I know. Um, but again... Yeah. I, you know, I kind of want someone who's not as known. I kind of want someone who...
0: If Florence Pugh didn't do yes Black Widow. that's who
1: I thought of too. She was my second.
0: I I would say yes to Sue Storm with Florence Pugh. But judging Black Widow, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Um,
1: you know the guy that played solo? I always butcher his name. Get out. Stop it. Get
0: out. Get out of here no no i can't believe you said that i know i'm disappointed in <laughs> you i'm disappointed in you i mean i gave that guy a lot of a lot of shit but i'm sure he 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 has his day
1: i think but no it I was just not the right role for him to be honest i no, will nice. i will put that them- you know
0: who's coming to mind you know who's coming to mind
1: oh now i have the gears
0: working. Uh, oh what's his name he was in that Mandalorian episode. Timothy. Ooh. What's his Not name? Not Chalamet. No. I know. Oh, no. Um. What was the name of an episode? The. The. Marshall. That's what the name of Why don't you just look him up Marshall. by, by actor name? Like. Because I forgot his name.
1: Timothy Oliphant? No. Nope. Maybe. He was in the Mandalorian.
0: Yes, he was the marshal. In that Mandalorian episode. I
1: oh yeah, it's him. I... It's him.
0: Yes, him. Oh. For Mister Fantastic. Okay. I would. I would. Consider that okay. as, as a win. Um, so
1: you are going older. Like you're going like.
0: Yeah, because I think you have to have that kind of age and gravitas to have to to really do the role. I mean, we went mid mid, you know, late twenties, early thirties in two thousand and what six, maybe five, and then I think we went they went super duper oh yeah, they young, went young for and the reboot. With Miles Teller right which is like maybe like i think 25
1: i think if below. they had made it if they didn't make that one and they were making it now in the proper time i think miles teller i think he i like him for that role i will say i think it was just the wrong time but i don't i don't know uh I'd want someone up and coming, like Hercules. If they ever announce that cast. Um, but any final thoughts on anything we talked about today? No. You hesitated.
0: Not really. <laughs> I'm. I'm try- I'm just thinking about like.
1: Oh! Oh! Now. N- now you got me thinking.
0: Yeah. I hate you so
1: much. <laughs> You know that... You've
0: actually got me considering things. That tends to happen sometimes. Um, yeah, I would, I would have to go with somebody older. That's fair. But... but it's 20
1: years oh, but I do have to say... Um,
0: well, I mean, he meets he meets Doctor Doom in university, so it's not. Oh, Victor Von Doom. Wow, all this by age twenty-two. So the the reboot wasn't far off comic book accurate wise, but I think you could go. I don't. Again, this is the argument: Do we want to do origin stories all over again, or do we just want to do a movie? That's the that's the thing here. I think the director involved has a nice blend of comedy with action. So, you know, there's a possibility it could be a fun Marvel movie. But I think tone is an important thing to set up. I think Human Torch and The Thing are two characters that need the most work. I would like to see a script that kind of makes Sue Storm more of an important part of the storyline instead of just an accessory to Mister Fantastic. Yeah. And then I think Mister Fantastic can sort that itself out. I think that's not as big of a a role because at the end of the day, like let's say let let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say John Krasinski and Emily Blunt were cast, right? Who are there who's the human torch and who's the thing? And and can the movie stand on itself by just having Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm have being, you know, fan favorites? I don't think so. I think you need the other two because it's a family, it's a group situation. So and I don't think I wanna see a movie with John Krasinski and Emmy Blunt and two unknown actors i think the balance of power would be off i'd rather see a a cast of complete no names we've never seen before or at least like have done one or two movies out there may not be in the public eye that much but you know are working actors and and watch them grow into these roles but again marvel sometimes does the power play and finds top a-list actors to come in and play these roles or they go down the other route of, you know, actors who are known but had a very tricky career and not sure what their next career move is. So, And, you know, we're in, we're in the Marvel renaissance right now where anybody is up for a Marvel movie. So who's to say? That's why I, I yeah, you never
1: know. I think everything you said is fair. But anything else you want to you want to bring up? Final thoughts.
0: Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm worried about the next 6 months with movies. And this is maybe a discussion for the next podcast episode. But I'm excited with the possibility of people going back to the theater, of movies being shown again. However, I think with COVID, things have changed. And as a result, industries have changed. And seeing developments with musicals becoming cinema experiences i'm scared for theater and then also considering the fact that streaming services are becoming even more popular as people decide to be a lot more sparing with their time and resources and the distinction between do I watch a movie at home when I can pause it and eat my own food and blah 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 versus honestly going out to the movie theater with people and and having to be spaced out three feet from the next person and worries about you know a possible COVID variant situation like I I just don't know where we are. This raises in 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 the movie viewing world and that's why i'm like it seems that certain industries are are closing down why certain industries are rising up and then you have the movie theater in the middle that's kind of tugging at both trying to figure out you know where do we go in this situation so that's where i'm kind of like are we back to normal i don't even know what normal is anymore like normal's different so i'm just a little bit apprehensive about it it, all of it
1: this raises the best answer for me because now you got me now you got me into this discussion um the only thing i'll say is that i would rather be in a movie theater to be completely frank about it um i watched
0: yes okay but caveat sorry you'd rather be in a movie theater but
1: without interruption
0: would you rather be in a movie theater with 25% 25% capacity, or would you rather be in a movie theater with 100% capacity? 100%. Exactly, but you're not going to get that. So that's why I'm <laughs> like, it's, it's weird. See, I'm the th- weird. Yes, you would rather be in a movie theater, but the whole point of watching a movie is the experience of being around everybody else watching the same movie and all reacting to the same shit. Yes. So not having that, or having that like a little bit less, does that not sway you a little so bit? So
1: I'm the weirdo which we all know, but I am the weirdo who loves to be in a packed movie theater because I love to see, I love other people's reactions. Like, I will never get back those those premiere nights. Like, any kind of premiere night you want to, you want to, like, it's Breaking Dawn. Part two. Perfect opinion. Perfect example. I will, ne- Cassie and I were just talking about this. I will never forget watching it and watching in Alice's vision, like, certain characters dying or about to die, and I was about to walk out of the movie theater. Like, I will never forget the reaction of, like, all those women and the one guy that was in there just watching this cinematic masterpiece happen before our eyes. And yes, I called it a cinematic masterpiece. Um. (laughs) But you'll never... I. Some people will never experience that. And it, it is sad. It's heartbreaking because I loved... I will never forget going to a Thursday night premiere at like 11.30 at night. And now they happen at like 6 p.m. earliest. Um, going at 11.30 and begging my dad to drop me off. And begging him to pick me up at 2 a.m. Because I wanted to go watch Hunger Games at 11.30, 12 o'clock. New Moon at 12 o'clock. Like, it's... It's just a whole new experience, and watching, watching Wonder Woman eighty four from my house. I will say I, I love that Warner Brothers is doing that—that that they're just releasing it same day on HBO Max. But it's not the same thing because when I take a break from the from watching it, I'm not interested anymore. Like I took three breaks during Wonder Woman eighty four, and I was like, eh. Like I love being in a theater and I can turn my phone off and I put it away. Like I put on Do Not Disturb, I turn it off completely, put my watch away, every single time I'm in a movie theater. When I'm at home, I'm just distracted. Same thing with After We Collided. I really do, one thousand percent. Do you though? You can ask. You can ask any one person. I will always put my phone away and I turn it off. I do that every single every single movie I'm in.
0: Every single Every movie, single you're movie
1: in? I'm in, I turn my phone off in a movie theater. 1000% I've been doing that. I've been doing that for maybe uh, 12 okay. years.
0: Well, do you remember do you remember when you were telling me that story of when you were Han Solo? A okay, film?
1: Solo was, And
0: Shannon was texting yes. you and you were texting back?
1: That is so the one exception when I'm not into a film.
0: That's not an exception. That's a lie. You just told a <laughs> lie to the people.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. So You said all
0: the time Oh, you said you do it all the time.
1: Solo was the first time I've ever done that, and since then, even tenant, I turned, I put my phone away. I looked at it maybe once to see the time, but other than that, I put it away. I don't check it
0: again. You're lying <laughs> to people, but okay, that's fine. No,
1: every single time, I always put my phone away. Other than solo, when lying I felt chan- when I felt my my bag vibrate. Oh my gosh.
0: Lying to people. <laughs> lying to people on the airwaves. I'm upset. Distraught. You- on that note, we're going to close. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at TWSS Podcast and on Instagram at TWSS Pod. Um, we post polls and tweets on our Twitter page and some of our behind the scenes material on our Instagram. Um, and if you did not listen to the last episode, we are on the verge of str- live streaming our podcasts. So when the details for that come out, we will be posting that on our twitter and on our instagram uh nicole do you have anything to add to that
1: yeah follow us on patreon too because if we get to 50 subscribers zach and i will do an entire episode in onesies and it'll be an entire episode dedicated to civil war (laughs) we yeah we need to uh once a year we need to rehash and just see where each other are on on the line I mean, Zach is still the same and I'm still the same, but.
0: I'm just collecting more points to just throw
1: at you. So, am I. You that so am I. So am I'm, I. I'm waiting for it. So yeah. if we get, what if what if we do it this way? Let me see how many we have on Twitter. Uno momento, por favor. I
0: think it's like. So we have
1: 63, we have 35. So yeah. when we hit 50
0: Fifty followers on Twitter?
1: Yeah. Why? What okay. number do you want?
0: No, it sounds so fine. So we have 50, 50 sure.
1: followers on Twitter as well, or before, we will do an entire episode dedicated to Civil War, and we will possibly bring on a special guest. <coughs> Do you know who I'm talking about?
0: <laughs> it's going to be anarchy. It's going to be absolute anarchy. Oh, so many shots are going to be fired. That's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited for that. And I'm going to be in it. So, uh, yeah.
1: I'm just thinking we, need a, we definitely need a mediator. We need a middleman for that. One thousand percent. Or else we're just going to be cutting throat.
0: Or an instigator
1: an instigator
0: i think we need an instigator i don't think we need a mediator. i think we need somebody to stir the pot a little bit
1: are we gonna audition add people more add more drama add more drama
0: between you and i i'm sure we could find somebody
1: <laughs> my sister my sister's the perfect you know instigator. Who you are.
0: you know who you are whoever you are you know who you are
1: oh i already i already know i trust me but on that note, so that was another episode of TWSS with Zach, Zach? and Nicole. <laughs>
0: Try to take my shot. That was too quick.
1: See you later.